0: We're going to first of all ask God to help us, that I will be comprehensible. (laughs) Let's just pray, shall we? Lord, thank you so much for every encouragement, every truth we've heard this morning about your precious name. And we pray you'd speak to us and encourage us all to keep following the Lord Jesus in the week and the days and the years ahead. For your glory we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you've got a Bible, you might like to turn to that passage you had read, page 1209. I was ready. I was ready. The man was standing there. He said, On your marks. I was on my marks. And I looked out. I was 10 years old. And all down the track were different children. I spotted towards the end my mum and dad, always encouraging. On your marks. I was on my marks. I was the fastest boy in my class. And I knew it was going to be a glorious day for Stephen Rees. On your marks. I was on my marks. Get set, the bottom raised a little. What I was not expecting was how loud the gun would be. On your marks, I was on my marks, this is going to be fantastic. Get set, I was ready to run and win the race. Go! Big <laughs> bang! And I fell flat on the floor. <laughs> It was terrible. I was so shocked by the noise of the gun. I fell flat on the floor and I lifted my little head and I looked up and I saw all the other children running really fast. This was my day and I was flat on the floor. But do you know what? I heard the voice of my mum and my dad and they said, Steve, get up, run the race, get up and run the race. It's so encouraging, isn't it, when people encourage us to keep going. Whether that's at school, whether that's at home, with our homework. But most of all, it's encouraging when people encourage us to keep following Jesus. Because actually it can be really, really hard sometimes. Maybe at school you're the only person in your class who follows Jesus. And you feel the odd one out. Maybe that's true in our families. Maybe we're the only Christian in our family. And it's hard to keep following Jesus. It's hard to keep coming to church and living for Christ. Maybe that's our story. Maybe this morning we need the encouragement of God's word to keep on running the Christian race. Well, that's what this whole book of Hebrews is about. The whole book of Hebrews is a book written to a bunch of Christians who are struggling to keep going. Some of them began to follow Jesus and they were tempted to turn back away from following Christ. And the writer of Hebrews wants to encourage them not to give up, to keep pressing on, to keep running the race. And that's what he does. And in our chapter today, chapter 11, there's full of amazing characters who had followed the Lord right to the end of their life. And encouragement to them from the examples of others it's great when other people encourage us to follow the Lord and that's what we're going to look at this morning there's one guy in our passage who is a great example to us to help us to keep running the race of the Christian faith and his name is Abraham he's often known as the father of faith father Abraham and this passage encourages us to look at his life so that we will keep Going. Keep running. Keep following Jesus. You see, it's not easy. And I've got four points for you today. Here they go. They're very easy. They all start exactly the same. Here we go. By faith is my first point. By faith is my second point. By faith is my third point. By faith is my fourth point. By faith. What's my first point? What's my second point? What's my third point? My fourth point? Miles, let's get home, shall we? No. (laughs) By faith. Let's look at the first story we're told from Abraham's life in verse 8. And the first one is this. By faith, Abraham obeyed God. Can you do that? By faith, Abraham obeyed God. He obeyed God. Let's put that on the board. He obeyed God. Let's have a look at verse 8 together, what it says. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place... He would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Can you imagine that? Back in Genesis 12, God spoke to Abraham and he said, I want you to leave your family, leave your people and go to a place and you won't know where it is. I'm not going to tell you where it is. Just go to the place where you're supposed to go. Just go. You see, Abraham lived in a place called, look at this, it's a great place to live. Uh. Where do you live? I live in Cardiff. Oh, nice. Where do you live? I live in Glasgow. Very nice. Where do you live? I live in London. How fantastic. Where do you live? I live in Ur. 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 I live in Ur. You see, Abraham, he lived in Ur. That's where he was. And God spoke to him and told him to go to a place that he did not know. And Abraham, he obeyed. He went Now is that to tell us that Abraham was just an amazing man? He, what a fantastic guy, what a great guy he was. No, it's because of who told him how great God is. The awesome, incomprehensible, amazing, wonderful, all-powerful God told him to go. And Abraham went. Look at this picture up here on the screen, you should see it. But not my bald patch, which is a bit of a worry. (laughs) Absalding, do you know what? Many years ago, I went with my brother, Paul, and my sister-in-law, Shona, absolutely. I think Shona came, actually. And we were abseiling off a viaduct, and it was utterly terrifying. Now, why on earth did I lower myself down on this rope and trust it would work? It was because of the instructor, who was Shona's brother. I trusted him completely that actually the rope, the harness, would hold my weight, and I would be absolutely fine. Now imagine if that day there was just a pile of ropes, a harness, and no one to teach me. And there was a lovely man selling Mr. Whippy ice creams in a van. And he saw a predicament and he came across and said, Look, I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. Just just step in and we'll have a go, shall we? I would not have done it. It It's because the man who told me was a man I trusted, a man who was trained to do it, Why did Abraham leave Ur and travel to a place he did not know where he was going to? Because of the one who told him. Because of God. The Lord spoke. He obeyed. And that's part of the Christian life, isn't it? If God says it, we do it because he knows all things. He can be trusted. He can be depended upon. He can be relied upon. You see, sometimes we wonder, Lord, where are you leading me? Why do I have to live like this? Why should I speak like this? But we obey because he knows the best. That's how we keep going. So by faith, Abraham obeyed. Did together. By faith, Abraham obeyed. He obeyed. Second, by faith. By faith, he looked forward. Now, let me put these on just to help you. These are my glasses. Let me tell you, it looks very sunny in Edinburgh today with these on. This is what you need to wear today, through all the rain, you wear these glasses. Now, by faith, Abraham looked forward. So, by faith, he looked forward. Can you do that? He looked forward. That's my second by faith. He looked forward. You see, what did he do when he arrived at the promised land? How did he live there? Well, we're told that he lived in a tent. He made a home. But he didn't live like that was the end of the story. Listen to verses 9 and 10 in our passage. By faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. See, what did he do when he got to the promised land, flown with milk and honey? Did he build bigger barns, a nicer house for so swimming pool? did he really settle down and down and down until he was going to be buried in the ground? Do you think this is the time just to enjoy everything? I'm going to get the latest Xbox, the latest Apple Mac thing. I'm going to get the latest uh, DS. I'm going to get the latest clothes or the labels. Do you think this life is all there is? This is glorious to be in the promised land. No, he didn't. He knew that this promised land was not his forever home. Actually, we're told he lived like a stranger there, verse 9. And in verse 13, we see that his son and grandson said they lived like strangers and aliens in the land. Now, not an alien like this one on the screen. He that picture of an alien? Is he going to come up? I come in peace. He, he didn't live like that sort of alien. Alien means actually somebody who feels like that's not where they belong. They have a different home they're looking forward to. Abraham looked forward, verse 10, to the heavenly city. That he and his family, verse 16, were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Isn't it easy to think that this life is all there is? That's all that matters. Living now. But actually by faith, we look forward to our heavenly home. We know this is not our home. And that sets us free to live for Jesus. Because this is not our home. We have a new heaven and new earth to look forward to. By faith, Abraham obeyed. By faith, Abraham looked forward. And by faith, he trusted God's promise. Can you do that? He trusted God's promise. You see, God had made an amazing promise to Abraham that seemed almost impossible to believe. You see, he promised that he would have many, many children. A massive big family. But here's the problem. Abraham and Sarah were very, very old. We're told in the passage in verse 10 that Abraham was as good as dead. And that Sarah, she was barren. They couldn't have children. Yet God had made this promise. He promised him they would have as many children as the stars in the sky. Look at this picture of the stars in the sky. Have you ever tried counting the stars in the sky? Have a go. It'll send you to sleep. You'll lie, and you'll go one, two, and you'll lose count. That's the point. There's so many stars in the sky, and you have such a big, big family. But how is God going to do it? They were too old to have a baby. Too old to have a baby. But listen to this fantastic verse. Verse 12 about God's promises. Verse 11 for God's promises. He considered him faithful who had made the promise. He considered God who had made the promise faithful. He would not let him down. He would keep his word. He trusted God's promise. And we see that actually God kept his promise. And his son Isaac was born. And from Isaac would come. A big, big family. Many, many descendants. As many as the stars in the sky. As many as the grains of sand on the seashore. Amazing. God made the promise. And Abraham trusted it. And that's the life of faith. That's the life of following Jesus. God promises wonderful things to us. And we trust it. We trust it. We trust it. Come what may. He says things like, I will never leave you. Nor forsake you. He says if you confess your sins. God is faithful and just. And will forgive us our sins. He says if you believe in me. You will not perish. But have everlasting life. That's the Christian life. Trusting the promises of God. Abraham believed the promises. Even though his situation seemed impossible. God blessed them with Isaac. By faith Abraham obeyed. By faith Abraham Looked forward. By faith, Abraham trusted. And the last one is this. By faith, Abraham obeyed and trusted God. You see, Abraham loved giving God presents. He used to give God presents uh, of, of lambs and sheep called sacrifices because he wanted to say to God, God, I love you, I love you. But one day, God asked Abraham, Not for a lamb or a sheep, but him to sacrifice his one and only son, Isaac. Can you imagine that? Isaac, Abraham's only son. We're told in our passage, verse 17 to 18. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He had received the promises about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, It is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. You see, Abraham trusted God's promise that he would give him a son, and through that son, he had a big, 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 big family. And he was a man who wanted to obey God and to live by faith. What would he do? Amazing. He reckoned in his head, I want to obey the Lord. Even if that means sacrificing my son. But I trust God's promise that through my son will come a vast, vast nation. So verse 19. He thought, he reasoned that if that was going to happen, God could raise Isaac from the dead. An amazing thing. An amazing thing. So off they went. Up a hill together. Abraham. Walking up, carrying a knife and a bowl of fire. Isaac carrying wood on his back to the top of the hill. They got to the top of the hill and they made a little altar. And Abraham put his one and only son on the altar and he raised his knife. Ready to obey the Lord. And God said, stop! Stop. I don't want you to hurt him. I want to see that you are trusting and obeying me. Take him off. There's another sacrifice in his place. Amazing. Abraham trusted and obeyed God. Even to giving up his only son, he trusted God. Now this is written, boys and girls, to encourage and inspire us all to live the life of faith. The life of faith that Abraham lived out. He obeyed God. He looked forward. He trusted God's promise. And he knew all throughout this, time and time again, that God is faithful. That means he never lets you down. If he says it, he will do it and we can trust him. And it's a great encouragement as well, isn't it? That another promise. That actually he made to Abraham was that through his family would, could someone, would come someone who would be a great blessing to the whole world. And God kept his promise. You see God showed his love for the world by sending his son. And he allowed his son to carry wood on his back up a hill for us on the cross. Where he was the lamb of God. Who takes away the sin of the world so that we by faith in him and what he's done for us, could know the same God as Abraham? Jesus died, and God raised his one and son, one and only son from the dead, and through faith in him, through trusting Jesus, we can know the God who is faithful to Abraham, who is faithful to Sarah. you see It's a great encouragement, isn't it? People in the past, through history, through scripture saying, keep following the Lord. Keep following the Lord. Don't turn back. Keep trusting him. He will never, ever let you down. See, the life of faith for us is a matter of obeying God. It's a matter of looking forward. This is not our home. It's a matter of trusting God's promises because God is utterly faithful. God is utterly faithful. So there I was, lying flat on the floor. All the people running down the track away from me. And I heard my mum and dad's voice. Come on Steve, get up, get up and run. So I got up and I ran and I ran and I ran. And I didn't win, but I finished the race. To the encouragement of mum and dad. God's word to us today is an encouragement for us. By faith to keep going. Keep going. Because God is utterly faithful. Shall I just pray? Let's just pray. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for. And certain of what we do.